The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of hosts and guests. The view and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Memorial Healthcare System, Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting Pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. My name is Jason Grant Henriquez, and joining me today is our co-producer, Bahati Banks. Hey Jason. Bahati. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure talking to you as well, Jason. So <laughs> glad we uh, are together again. What are we talking about today? We are talking about um, a really important topic today. So did you know that one in five or over three million high school kids and one in 20 or about 870,000 middle school kids use e-cigarettes just last year in 2018. How? <laughs> How? Yeah, with flavored e-cigs being the most popular. Well, of, of course, of, of course. course. You know, it reminds me of back in the day they uh, had, um, I don't know if you ever remember, they had gum cigarettes. Oh, yes, where with it the were, powder? Yeah, and you blew I love it, those. I, yeah, yes. it was great, right? Thank <laughs> <Like> you. <laughs> so, of course, of course. But now, of course, today it's cherry and blueberry and vanilla and blah, 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 blah. And they do smell good. I'm not even going to No, it's true. They do. Lie. They smell well, fantastic. No, it's, 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 it smells better than regular cigarettes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, since 2014, e-cigarettes have been the most commonly used tobacco product among U.S. middle and high school kids. Unfortunately, um, as the CDC as well as the FDA continue to investigate the recent lung injury outbreak among e-cig oh users, uh, we wanted to invite Dr. Dan Shi to the show. He's a board-certified pediatric pulmonologist at Joe D. to discuss what parents should know about the dangers of vaping. This is very important. Because it's extremely important. I'm seeing this... Uh, in the news, I'm mm-hmm. hearing it on the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading it on, on, on in print. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing it uh, on TV. Mm-hmm. Like this is becoming, dare I say, an epidemic. It appears that way. I don't think the public health officials want to scare people. I but think the some, numbers some, some, don't lie. Some fear is good, especially <laughs> yeah. when it comes to yeah, this. Right? Because I know, uh, right? yeah. you know, I never even considered discussing with my kids vaping. I was like, oh, you can't get, you have no access to that, and and. Um, I was surprised okay. when I was told that, that my youngest, yeah, yeah, I was offered it three times. He's like, he's like, I know a few kids who have it. I said, and you said no, right? Kids are kids are, 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 are dying from mm-hmm. this. He's like, no, of course. I was like, I was like okay, I, I hope so. Yeah. So it's, it's um, it, it hit home recently. I'm sure it did. And I said, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Because your youngest is in middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And your eldest is in high school, mm-hmm. just starting high school. Mm-hmm. So, so they're yeah, right at that the, the age. temptation is, is it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to discuss this. Before, yep. we, before we move on, here's a word from our sponsor. Patient and family-centered care. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com care. Welcome back. Before we get to today's special guest, let's share what's making news in the parenting world. Bahate. All right. So since we invited Dr. Shi um, to talk about what parents should know about the dangers of vaping, I thought it would be good to talk about some myths about vaping. So um, we're going to discuss four different myths about vaping uncovered. This topic is already giving me the sweats. So myth one, you're just you're just inhaling water. So of course, most people believe that when you inhale an e-cig or any any kind of device Mm -hmm. that um, is a is a vaping device, it's just water. In fact, e-cigarette aerosol or vape uh, 
is not harmless. It actually contains very harmful substances, including nicotine, mm. cancer-causing chemicals, volatile organic compounds, ultrafine particles, flavorings, of course, uh, that have been linked to lung disease, um, heavy metals as well, like nickel, tin, lead, and aluminum. Are you saying that they're inhaling heavy metals? Oh, yes, yes. Liquefied heavy metals? Basically, yeah, because what you, I don't think what a lot of adults, children, everyone don't realize, because it's not just kids, obviously adults um, started this this uh, craze, is um, people don't just buy e-cigs from reputable mm -hmm. retailers. They buy them off the street, somebody's truck, you know, you just, you can't, well, anyway, so... <laughs> it depends on where you get your e-cig. I read an article about mm -hmm. a young woman. She was about, she's in her late teens, early 20s. She picked up an e-cig from the ground and started using oh it gosh. because you can refill the cartridges. I was like, ew. I mean, come But on. she did it. I I mean, you know. I mean, but I mean, basically, what you just described—it sounds like they're smoking thermometers. I right, like With literally, the, you're smoking yeah. a thermometer. Yeah, it is. It's, it's shocking because um, you you would never guess. I thought, mm. you know, in, in my in my youth, mm -hmm. uh, in my my innocence, that uh, hookah yes. was just was just flavored steam, and I was like, I was like, I, no, I, listen, no, no, don't laugh ahead, at me, no, I, no, no. I loved me some hookah, and it was just flavored steam. So and you was, didn't know what the little, the, the, the you I, didn't think I, that, I was that was just, I thought that was just a flavor. Because oh. remember, it's just colors, it yeah, smells, yeah, it smells good, good, they put it on top of sure, it, yeah. I just thought that's just a flavor, and, and yeah. liquefied is fine. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> My shock when I was like, I was like, you know that that's a uh, tobacco you're yeah, just like smoking, yeah. and I said, I said, no, it's flavored steam. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I asked the guy, my man, that's that's what it's like flavored steam. It's tobacco. It's just tobacco in, in, in flavor. Right. And I said, check please. <laughs> you know. Did you stop hooking after the, that? I um, yes for a while because you know smoking is not my thing. Mm -hmm. But hookah is a little bit. It's it's for adults. It's fun and. It's so, social. It's, it's, it's a it's a, it's a very social thing. You, yeah. you can't. I thought that that um you know having a, a cocktail alone yeah, is, yeah. Is, is kind of sad. <laughs> no, what's worse than that is having hookah by yourself. <laughs> You're <laughs> that so crazy. It's really sad. I'm sorry. Myth number two. Yeah. Okay. Myth number two. Um, E-cigs are nicotine free, so it's not addictive. So apparently, a lot of people do believe that e-cigs are nicotine free, when mm -hmm. in fact. Uh, vaping with e-cigs involves heating chemicals in a cartridge, which typically includes nicotine. Other types of e-cigs also may include um, THC, mm -hmm. but they can also include formaldehyde, oh my uh, gosh. flavorings, and other chemicals like we just mentioned, and you're inhaling all of that. So we all know, we should know, mm -hmm. that nicotine in any form is highly addictive. I've read so many articles now that they have... Uh, uh, vapors and in e-cigarette um, um, individuals seeking help for nicotine addiction from them. Yes. And using cigarettes to get off of the e-cig. That's the new thing now. There's just it, it's so wow. bad because it's so concentrated uh -huh. that they're now going to cigarettes to help kick the 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 e-cig e and the vaping habit. And that's the fear. Yeah. It's like with teens and kids, the numbers had gone down mm -hmm. up until I, I think about 2014, 2015, the actual number of kids smoking cigarettes had gone down. Mm -hmm. It dropped, and it was a public health like yeah, uh, it was coup. A, it was, yeah. 
But now with e-cigs and the vaping craze, it it's shot back up. Right, because they're, they're 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 kind of making it cool again. I mm. mean, and I mean, and, and that's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And, and and then you throw in the you know we love our our, our fruity smells and flavors. Yes. And, and then, yes. You know, so yes, it's 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 actually it's really confusing mm-hmm. because you don't want people to smoke. Period. At all. But you add the flavorings, and so that you know appeals to kids mm-hmm. and. We got a situation on our hands, and it's, we're back to like, you know, back in the day when when we were having the uh, the cool cigarette ads, yeah, yeah, Joe Camel and everything. Yes. And now it's, it's Marlboro cool. Man, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. now what are we gonna do? You know, are, are we gonna outlaw flavors? I we'll get into that. I know. <laughs> so myth three: e cigs are a healthy alternative to smoking regular cigarettes. So that is a myth. Clearly, fat. In fact, <laughs> you said clearly. <laughs> clearly, in fact, to create an e-liquid, nicotine is extracted from tobacco and mixed with a substance called propylene glycol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may also include flavorings, colorings, and of course other chemicals, including formaldehyde, which can cause irreversible lung damage. The other thing that that, that struck me is like um, different about the e-cigs and these vaping devices is when you inhale it. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not smoke. So people don't feel it like mm-hmm. smoke. And so they are literally inhaling so much so of much it. So much more of it, yes. In such w- w- without, a short amount of time. Without the, the, the coughing or the other, right. or the, or the, um, the involuntary response your body gives. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so when something has invaded your lungs. Exactly. You, you will cough and, and you'll, okay, I've, I've had enough. But right. if you're not, if you don't get that response, right. you're going to be, you're going to be enjoying yourself all day all long. Day and long. that's what you see people doing. And it's extra concentrated as well. And it's sitting there in your lungs mm-hmm. and you're just like, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. How is this stuff on the market? You know, it started, I think it was in t- around 07, or right. 07 is when it came out. And it, it meaning e-cigarettes mm-hmm. and vaping, became popular, I should, I right. should say, became popular. So it's been on the market for over 10 years now. Right. They've been on the market for over 10 years. So it seems as if it's taken time, obviously, and no, everything course, takes time. No, of course, but originally it was marketed as the safe alternative to cigarettes, that's and, and that's correct. obviously not true. That is correct. Um, it is not true, but it... I'm not even going to get into that because I don't want to. I know that's know, right. But it, it was marketed as that. Yes. And that's why you have to be really critical thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the marketing of tobacco products, mm-hmm. any kind of t- tobacco product that's saying it's safe. Yeah. Think once, twice, three, four times before you actually use it. Yeah, I think it's like you have to start treating these these products like you like some people treat electronics. You know, when first mm. electronics first come out, mm-hmm. there's bugs in them. Yes, you never really ever want to get it first. You you sit back <laughs> yes, and you wait. You exactly. let you wait till they do all the patches, yeah, and yeah. once it's all done, now you buy the product. Yes. Now you buy the software. That's yes. what I usually do. Yeah, you you're know, absolutely I never right. get the phone when it first comes out. I'm waiting. <laughs> right for the second so and third generation. So when it comes to these things, too, it looks like yeah. now you know it's new, it's safe, it's great. Okay, cool. I'll wait about a six months to a year. Wait mm-hmm. for for the articles to come out Mm -hmm. and then you know i'll make a decision last myth the amount of nicotine in e-cigs is so small can it really harm kids and fact so young people who use nicotine products in any form Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what kind of form including e-cigs are uniquely at risk for long-lasting effects Mm -hmm. why because nicotine affects the development of the brain and Mm -hmm. of course kids and uh, teens are all human and humans that our brains continue to, to develop mm-hmm. until about age 25 so nicotine actually affects the brain's reward system and continued e-cigarette use cannot 
can not only lead to nicotine addiction, but it can also make other drugs, such as cocaine and meth, more pleasurable mm-hmm. to a teen's developing brain. So are they implying that e-cigarettes and vaping might be a gateway? Yes, that, they are definitely, yes. That is interesting. Most definitely, because of the vulnerability, because of how a child's right. brain is still developing. Definitely. Mm. That's all I have. I've uh, I've learned a lot. And I have too. I will be going home and having a discussion with my offspring right. again. That's right. That's right. And I'll say, do you know about these myths that Bahati gave me? <laughs> Let me read them to you. It is an important conversation. It I know is. we kind of uh, joke around from time to time, but right. it is an important conversation that parents should be having with mm-hmm. their kids um, about a host of things, but definitely um, e-cigs because mm-hmm. it's so popular, because it's very timely right now, and because people really are getting sick. Um, and mm-hmm. yes, unfortunately, some have passed away. Um, really important conversation. We've have. touched on so many conversations that are important that we don't think about having with our children. Mm. But I think we should we should tabulate them together and have a healthy parenting podcast, parenting checklist. Oh. You know, that'd be very interesting. I like that. You know, because we've 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 I remember so we've much. said this so many times. <laughs> Please speak to your kids. Communication yes. is key. Yes. We've said that many times. That's we should true. have our own checklist. List, okay. Of things and, to and talk when, about. Yeah, it's exactly. So once they reach adolescence. This mm. is the topic right here. Mm. I like Brought that to you idea. Parenting. But we'll, we'll get to that. I like that idea. <laughs> Before we get to today's guest, here's a word from our sponsor. Patient and family-centered care. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com slash care. Don't forget to follow Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome back, and thank you once again for joining us on the Healthy Parenting Podcast. I'd like to welcome today's guest, Dr. Dan Shi. Hi, Dr. Shi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Before we get started with today's topic, could you share with our audience your role within the Pediatric Pulmonology Department at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital? Yes. Um, so I started at Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital about two months ago. I was primarily hired to work up in the Wellington office um, in West Palm Beach. And um, I perform um, all kinds of pulmonary, or I see all kinds of pulmonary patients. So, um, you know, patients with asthma, uh, cystic fibrosis. Um, I also do a lot of sleep medicine. What kind of medicine? Uh, sleep medicine. Oh, sleep medicine. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, have you liked Wellington? Is it's a new, totally new area for you? Um, it, it is. Um, I'm, I'm coming from Texas, uh-huh. and so it's certainly a little different. It's a different type of heat. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm here in Florida. Yes. Um, but but it's it, it's great. Uh, you know, the Wellington area is actually a little bit slower paced than Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. um, and it, I'm very happy with that. And um, the facility here is absolutely beautiful. I couldn't ask for um, you know a nicer office or a nicer clinic to work in. Awesome. I'm so glad you're enjoying <laughs> yourself, and welcome to South Florida. <laughs> Thank you. So let's um, turn our attention today to today's topic. So uh, we want to talk to you about the dangers of vaping or using e-cigarettes because I'm sure as many people in our audience are aware, if they've been following the news, there's been, um, unfortunately, an outbreak of lung injuries or lung infection uh, that the CDC and FDA are literally currently investigating 
as we speak. Um, so first question is, what is vaping and how is it related to e-cigarettes? Great. So um, e-cigarettes are actually the device that is utilized. Um, the the e-cigarette is um, composed of a couple of different parts. So there's a cartridge that holds a liquid. Um, there's a heater or atomizer that will make the liquid into a um, into a vapor. Um, there's a there's a battery um, that supports the heater and then a mouthpiece where you breathe it in. So the the vapor that is created by the device is um, what's inhaled, and and that's where the terminology vaping comes from. So when you either inhale on the device or if you push a button on the device, it'll activate the heater, creating that vapor. And then vaping is just the kind of slang term for um, using a device um, such as that. Okay, great, great definition. So initially, um, I'm, I'm sure we both remember when vaporizers or e-cigs first came on the market in the mid-2000s, they were promoted as a safer alternative to smoking cigarettes or traditional tobacco cigarettes. Um, why was it thought to be a safer alternative to smoking or a way to even stop smoking? Right. So, um, so with tobacco smoke, so with cigarettes, um, you know, there's some research that suggests that there might be 7,000 toxins or cancer-causing chemicals inside there, and, and primarily it's tar or carbon monoxide is the, um, are, the, are probably the two things that have caused the most um, concern for harm. Mm -hmm. And so the e-cigarettes, although they're not toxin-free, there's thought to be um, way less um, type, you know, way less toxins inside there, and so. The e-cigarettes were marketed as a way to try to um, help smokers quit smoking. And the thought was if you could you know, use lower and lower doses of nicotine, you could gradually wean somebody off of the need for it because nicotine is really the, um, the addictive chemical inside both cigarettes um, as well as the e-cigarettes. But what, what was found is that most, I mean, although some patients were able to stop smoking or some smokers were able to quit, most of the people who started vaping end up still smoking and vaping together. And, mm. and the one thing that's important to keep in mind is that the FDA has not approved um, e-cigarettes as a smoking cessation device. There's a couple of FDA-approved um, things such as um, the patch and there's certain medications and there's the nic you know, nicotine gum, um, but um, e-cigarettes has not been approved by the FDA. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, I was went back and forth on bringing that into the, today's conversation um, in terms of the FDA not regulating e-cigs or vaping devices. I also, during my research, uh, realized that they also had not released the ingredients. Like they, FDA pretty much controls whether or not um, ingredients that they regulate get uh, published. And so right. not knowing if, you know, not even knowing what's in the e-cig or not regulating the manufacturers to even put that on the packaging um, is kind of a setup for failure to begin with when you think about right. it. Yeah. So in addition to nicotine, you spoke about the different things that uh, are in vaping or e-cigs. So in addition to nicotine, there also may be THC in certain uh, e-cigs. Could you also talk about the cocktail of chemicals usually found in e-cigs um, that could harm your lungs? 
Sure, absolutely. So, um, as I mentioned before, with regular cigarettes, there's tar and um, you know a lot of other toxins, and um, you know some of these things are not in the e-cigarettes. But what we do know is in the in these devices are there are heavy metals such as nickel, tin, or lead. Um, we know there are other cancer-causing chemicals, um, you know, volatile organic compounds, nitrosamines, phenols. Um, there's glycerol, which ends up being converted into formaldehyde. So we know all of these things can have some potential harm to the lungs. Um, you know, so even though there might be less toxins compared to cigarettes, it's certainly not free of toxins. Right, right. And one of those chemicals, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, please correct me if I'm wrong, diacetyl, mm -hmm. I believe it's called diacetyl, um, mm -hmm. it, it was the flavoring uh, used in uh, popcorn, microwave popcorn, which my mom loved, and we all love <laughs> microwave popcorn when it <laughs> first came out. Um, but of course, about a little over 10 years ago, that specific chemical, the diacetyl, was actually linked to an awful disease um, that was found in the, the, the people who worked at the manufacturing, popcorn manufacturing plant called popcorn lung. And, and right. apparently today, it's one of the many chemicals added to uh, the e-juice or flavored e-cigarette cartridges to complement the flavors like the vanilla and the blueberry and all that kind of flavor. So could you talk about the potential link between inhaling the vapor that contains this chemical and lung illness? No, absolutely. Yeah, so th this chemical, as you mentioned, was um, noted to cause a disease called bronchiolitis obliterans. And basically what that is, is the smallest airway um, in our lungs, and we have millions and millions of it, they, they were getting um, narrowing and scarring to it and causing permanent damage. And as you mentioned, um, it was discovered that there was a high um, number of case or people who worked in um, in popcorn factories, and so then they were able to kind of trace it down, and they think that this was the main cause, and so for that reason, it was taken off of the off the market. And, and as you mentioned before, because nothing is regulated in the vaping e-cigarette world, we don't know how much is in there. Mm -hmm. um, so th there's not a good, um, you know, there, there's not a, I don't think there's any good research that shows oh, this is how much was in there compared to what the people in the popcorn factories were exposed to. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, it's obviously not something we would want to inhale into our lungs. Um, there is some research that suggests that um, the, um, the diacetyl or the diacetyl, it is um, not as, um, there's not as much in the e-cigarette compared to a regular cigarette, um, but but either way, you just wouldn't want to inhale this into your lungs. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we also know about it is that um, it can affect the the cilia that line our lungs. So inside our airways of our lungs, we have these tiny little hairs, and we have millions of them, and they move back and forth, and they will move in sequence and move mucus out of the chest, um, kind of like an escalator works. So. Um, the problem with the, these chemicals are that it can affect the function of it, so it basically stops the escalator from working. Mm. So um, what we don't know is that it's probably still a little too early to make any determination on long-term effects of these medications, mm -hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, of these chemicals. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we know it probably can't be good, but it may take us years to kind of figure out what potential long-term damage this may cause. Right. But bottom line, uh, 
you should not be inhaling or vaping um, anything that has really anything, but certainly not something that has um, lots of chemicals and toxins in them. So, Absolutely. So the outbreak of lung injury among users of e-cigs continues to spread. As a matter of fact, um, as of today, the CDC reported approximately 805 cases of lung injury and 12 right. deaths, unfortunately. And all of these cases have a history of using e-cigarette products or vaping. So my first question in regards to this is, how is nicotine and or TH-based vaping linked to lung damage, respiratory illness, or even seizures, which are some of the, the um, which some of the cases have reported having those those symptoms. Right. Yeah. So nicotine, um, very specifically, we're we're not sure how much of an effect it actually has on the lung tissue. We do know that it can cause constriction um, of the airways. Um, then and THC. Um, direct effects on the lung by itself as a chemical. Um, you know, there's there's not a lot known. That there's some thought that it actually may open up the airways. So, if, if it were just that, then um, you know, it, it's hard to say exactly those specific um, chemicals and what the um, the link is to lung damage. Um, the, the lung effects probably are mostly related to everything else associated with these chemicals um, in there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, the, going back to those toxins in, in the vape, um, in the smoke that's created, we know that it um, has been associated with a decrease in the pulmonary function test that we do. Um, we know that it affects your immune system and affects the function of the immune cells um, to help to fight off things like pneumonia. And as I mentioned, the ciliary motility, the ability to, to move things, mucus and bacteria and viruses mm-hmm. out of the airways, those aren't going to be able to function nearly as well. Um, you know, in regards to things like seizures, because nicotine has been associated in seizures, um, usually in overdose, but I think we're, we're just not 100% sure what the, the true link is between, um, you know, nicotine and, and um, neurologic system um, on, a, on a low dose basis in regards to seizures. I mean, we know that it can affect the brain, um, especially in a, in a young person. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like more research, obviously, is need, needed in both, both cases. Sure. So what are some of the common symptoms of lung illness? So, um, you know, most of, um, most of these um, people who are vaping are going to start presenting with either a dry cough, which may progress to more of a wet cough. Um, they may start having chest pain, especially with breathing in and out. Um, you know, the, they'll start having um, symptoms of shortness of breath, and a lot of times these are not really explained well. Um, in the patients that have developed that severe lung disease, mm-hmm. um, what we know is that the symptoms are much worse. They will have um, a low oxygen concentration, mm-hmm. and then it kind of spirals um, downward, and you know they end up in an ICU needing to be on a ventilator because they develop um, either pneumonia or something called um, a, a, acute respiratory distress syndrome. And so um, you, we, we don't know why some patients develop and other patients haven't. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, what treatments are available to patients? And are the treatments different for adults and kids, or are they the same? 
So yeah, the, the treatments at that point are just going to be um, mostly supportive. And, and so um, you, you will ventilate until the lungs are able to kind of heal themselves. Um, we will give steroids to try to help with the inflammation um, and then antibiotics to try to treat any infection. Um, but outside of that, you're just kind of um, waiting until the patient's um, immune system, um, their body kind of recovers from the from the the insult that it received. Mm. So, what may be some of the potential long term effects of vaping if someone starts in, let's say, their t- tweens or teens? Right. Yeah, and, and I think that you know, from a public health standpoint, that's probably the most important thing. I know that um, with, with the with the tragic deaths of patients, as you mentioned, up mm-hmm. to twelve now yeah. um, have been reported. That that's obviously going to catch the news. But from a public health perspective, the exposure to nicotine um, in the vape. Um, for teenagers and young adults is probably the most important thing. We, we know nicotine is addictive. And, um, and, and starting early on, it, it's possible that it's going to create a lifetime of uh, nicotine abuse because of that addictive property. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't know what the long-term effects of all those heated metals and um, all the chemicals um, that are produced in the vape. And, and the other thing is that we know you know, brains are still developing until, you know, maybe about 25 years of age. And we know that nicotine affects different parts of the brain, specifically, you know, the areas that involve memory, um, decision-making, self-control. So you can permanently alter somebody's brain um, by exposing them to nicotine at a young age. Mm, mm, Very good information. So um, like we spoke about there, it's, it's, I don't know, it seems odd to me that, um, recently the there's been such a drastic rise in these severe lung um, injury cases over a very short period of time it, even when I was writing up my notes and doing research that the numbers changed after only a few days um, I, when I wrote this up it was um, 500 I believe in 30 cases and mm-hmm. literally within a few days it's 803 so it's it's pretty shocking it's pretty scary too um, especially for those people who uh, may not have heard about the outbreak and they're still vaping I mean we still I'm sure we all still see people in their cars blowing plumes of vape out of the window so why do you think it's um, vaping has been linked to the drastic rise in such severe lung injuries yeah, and then, you know, there's a couple of, um, you know, I think um, um, things to discuss with that. I mean, the, the first thing is, uh, you know, for for physicians and providers, um, the, the CDC recently came out with um, instructions on how to report. So I think um, as that has become more um, clear on how to do that, how to report it to your local and state health departments, um, you're seeing more of it. So um, the, the reported cases are probably just a small representation of the of the actual cases. Right. But um, when you talk about this drastic rise, you know, it, it, it's hard to probably link it to just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one potential thing may be that the popularity of vaping and the use has increased exponentially. We know that that's happened in um, in middle school and high school for sure. Yes. Um, the the severe um, the severe lung damage and the death. Um, what they have found in um, many or most of those patients is that there's oil um, in there. So. 
Um, we think that maybe oils from um, primarily the THC liquid, mm-hmm. um, there might be a vitamin E extract. Um, the oil is probably clogging up the airways and at superheated levels um, may be causing more damage, mm-hmm. and that may be part of it. Um, the other thing is that people you know, aren't just using the e-cigarettes um, as they were initially um, brought onto the market the way they were instructed, and now they're doing different types of experimentations. They're putting different liquids. Oh. Um, they may do, be doing something called dripping, where they put the liquid directly on the coil, um, and then you get a higher concentration. Um, there's also something called dabbing, where you, you take THC in a wax form, and that is being heated up. Uh, so um, mm. with the with the different ways that people are utilizing the devices, that may be part of it. But I think that there's still you know, there's still probably more that we don't know about this than we actually do. And mm-hmm. and so it, it feels like almost every day we're getting more and more um, information that mm-hmm. kind of helps us with this. Right. Very good. I had I had not heard about the dripping or the dabbing, so that's good information mm. for parents for sure and adults in yeah. general to be aware of. Um, so unfortunately, many parents don't know their kids are vaping, and when asked, they deny it. <clears throat> right. What advice do you have for parents who may suspect their child is vaping or using e-cigs or just want to prevent them from starting smoking, period? Yeah, that, that's a tough question, I think, in so many aspects yeah. of talking to your teenager, um, you know, having had two myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, you know, I, I think the best advice is just to make sure that you can talk to them, um, but be open-ended in the dialogue. Um, you know, we know that the, the, our teenagers, they hear us. Um, they may not say it, but they are listening. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can, um, you know, be involved and, and um, you know, try not to be, put them on the defensive, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that that's very important. I, I, I think it's also very important to, um, you know, as, as a parent to be educated about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to find the facts and utilize facts, um, you know, and, and get an idea about, you know, what these things are. Um, look for, you know, some signs or symptoms of, you know, unexpected cough. Um, has there been a change in their appearance or behavior? Um, you know, do, are they getting nosebleeds, um, you know, kind of out of the blue for no reason? Um, if you look around the house, are you finding, you know, vape equipment or some of these, like, um, you know, um, these pods with um, the liquid in it? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe maybe even they have, like, a faint fruity smell on their breath that just seems out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So those would be things um, to kind of think about. And, you know, one, one analogy that I had heard, um, you know, when, you know, if a teenager tells you, well, you know, vaping, it's better than, than smoking. Um, and one analogy that I heard that seemed to be um, pretty relevant was, you know, one way you could answer that back is, well, if you're driving 90 miles an hour down the road with a seatbelt, that's probably safer than driving without a seatbelt. However, neither one is safe. Right. <laughs> exactly. Indeed. Good advice. Very good advice. Yeah. 
So most recently, um, New York and Michigan banned sales of flavored vaping products. Walmart uh, just recently said that they are going to stop selling e-cigarette products, which is a huge watershed moment um, for retailers. And the White House is also, of course, looking into removing all flavored e-cigarettes from store shelves. And I believe uh, one of the reasons that the flavored e-cigs are being um uh, zeroed in and zeroed in on is because a lot of middle school and high school students are attracted to the flavors of of, of course because they smell good right, <laughs> right? banana yep. and vanilla and so forth and so on so do you think that banning vaping products flavored or non-flavored is a solution or might it cause the reverse which is what we don't want young people returning to cigarettes which had actually right. dropped the, the rate of kids smoking cigarettes had dropped but now, of course, it's on the rise with e-cigs being the leader. So thoughts on banning? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, um, you, you kind of alluded to a couple things. I and mean, I really do think it needs to be a, a multi-prong approach. I mean, I, I, I would consider the banning of sales of, you know, e-cigarettes to um, people under 21 even. Um, and, and clearly, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, that, you know, regulation on the industry really needs to take place. The, you know, the people can, you know, sell this stuff. Um, you know, they can put whatever they want in it. There's no regulation to it. Um, you know, the advertisements that are out there targeting kids, um, I, I, I think that there's got to be, you know, multiple different things that need to be done to kind of rein this all in. I, I feel like we're already kind of behind the eight ball with mm. this um, as, um you know, as this is really exponentially risen. Right. So, um, you know, I think it's hard to predict whether people would turn back to cigarettes. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we've done such a good job with trying to, um, you know, reduce cigarette use and, um, it's, you know, developed more of a stigmata. Um, you know, I, I would hope people would not go back to it. And, and I think, um, you know, as you mentioned, what's happening is people who vape are now going into smoking, and it really comes down to how addictive that nicotine can be. And yes. once you get exposed to it, um, now you're seeking it from any source. Mm -hmm. So I think if we could you know, prevent our young um, you know, kids, um, middle school, high school, young adults from using this, um, then they may not go on to a lifetime of um, you know, abusing nicotine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add or share with our audience before we leave today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, the main thing is, you know, just um, you know, trying to talk to your kids about this and um, making sure that, um, you know, again, open-ended and, and educating them on the dangers of this because probably a lot of the things that they're hearing are either through their friends um, or going on to social media or YouTube. Um, I, you know, I, I did a recent um, search on, on YouTube of vaping, and it's really scary the things that um, people will put out there and the misinformation that's out mm -hmm. there. So I think the more that we bring this to um, everybody's attention, um, you know, the more likely we're going to be able to get a, get a hold of it. And, and so um, you know, I, I really hope that we can kind of rein this in um, before it gets really too far out of hand. I do too, Dr. Shi. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an excellent, excellent show, and um, we will definitely invite you back on uh, to talk about some other issues as we move forward. But thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. 
Thank you for joining us again on Healthy Parenting. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Share with others and like our Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital Facebook.